What's up, everybody? How are you guys doing? Welcome to Jake Richardson's Coaching Corner. In today's episode, we are going over what it is to be a man versus toxic masculinity. What's my personal definition of being a man? My personal definition works like this. Tough, confident, stoic figure that doesn't run from adversity and will do what it takes to protect their circle. So what I have been exposed to as what a true man is supposed to be with the men in my life, my father, my dad, coaches of mine that have shown me, in my opinion, what it is to be a man. They all encompass that. Toughness, right off the bat. Confidence, first and foremost. And then this stoic, strong figure that never bends or breaks. I don't find anything wrong with that. I think that every man should either have a figure like this or strive to be a man like this. And if you don't have a figure, be around people like that. Great teachers, great coaches. There are men in the area in which you could study off of and want to eventually be man like that you just if you don't have a father if you don't have an older brother there are men all around you you could choose which one you decide to be like you could choose what traits that you see that you want and don't get confused there is no perfect man out there there is no man that's gonna have it all that you should go i want to be just like that person because that person already exists he has his ups he has his downs he has his flaws he has his great attributes don't be just like that human being. What you should do is take a group of men that you find as that stoic figure and take bits and pieces. Take as many good things from each and every one of them and try to emulate that. Put that into your own game because you are an individual at the end of the day. Don't copycat somebody. Don't try to be like somebody else. But take those little bits and pieces, add it to yourself, and make yourself a better human being. Me personally, that's what I did growing up. My father, my brother were the first two men that I really looked up to, that I looked at as male figures. And I would just take bits and pieces of their best traits and try to apply it to mine. Do they have flaws? Do I have flaws? Of course. But you try to dumb those down and amp up the great traits. Put them into your system and go on from there. What are traits a man must have? So this to me is must-haves. There isn't you should or you shouldn't. Or, like, that's too PC to me. You must have these things, in my opinion, to be a man of substance, a man of worth. The first one, toughness. The world is fucking rough. And if you are soft, you are going to get eaten up. You're going to get chewed up, spit out, stepped on, and eaten again. In a perfect world, you would hope people didn't have to fight and be brutal and angry and tough. But this isn't that. This is reality. And as a man, you have to, and not even in the physical sense, but just in every sense of the word, the older and older you get, you have to fight for what you have. You have to fight for what you keep. If it's your job, if it's your family, if it's your health, if it's you there is no soft approach to any of these to keep them 
I've had many clients, male and female, throughout the years. And when you talk to the women in these men's lives, the softer individual throughout the years, shittier things happen to them. More likely they get cheated on. More likely for their significant other to leave them. Because at the end of the day, women in the beginning of life, teens, young 20s, make it seem like they want the guy that's, that reads poetry, that will sing them a song and play a guitar. Peace, love, and happiness. Oh, it's great. But also as that woman ages and matures, she realizes that the world is not sunshine and rainbows, that the world does not, is not perfect, and they also get tougher as life rolls on when they do decide to have children, when they do decide to marry, if they are around a man that is softer in the sense of they don't feel safe when they go out or their kids walk all over them and the male figure is not stepping in and handling the situation, their drive and love for that human being also does decrease. I've seen this years upon years. Nobody could tell me any different. Usually the same story ends up that way. A soft man that was great in the beginning ends up when it's time to be tough and when the world is really hitting you hard, they fail or they disappoint their, their wife, they disappoint their kids, and they're left alone because they didn't have that grit. So I do believe toughness is key. Control toughness is my best advice to people out there. You do not need to run around and knock everybody out. If somebody looks at your chick or if somebody looks at you sideways, tough isn't just running up and fighting motherfuckers because at the end of the day, you will not be there for your family the same exact way the soft guy won't be there because you'll be in jail. And when you are in jail, you're not helping anybody. Your kids are being raised by somebody else. Your wife is being warmed up at, the, at night by somebody else. So just like the overly sensitive man, the overly tough man is going to fail his family the same exact way. So I do not expect anybody to go in the stereotypical sense of tough. Tough just works like this, in my opinion. Confident human being that if there are no other options, has no problem stepping in and handling a situation with the force in which it needs to be met with. If that is a stern talking to, if that is a physical action, then that is absolutely fine. Bruce Lee says it best. I would rather be a man of war in a garden than a gardener in war. So at the end of the day, try to be as tough as you can, but try to be as peaceful as you can instead of being soft as a motherfucker in a very dangerous situation. Because soft as a motherfucker in a dangerous situation usually does not end well. What is the second one that I think all men must be to truly be a man? Confident. Confidence is key. You Nobody has confidence right away. There's always some doubt. There's always some insecurity. Even the most confident man on this planet has somewhere, some way, some type of insecurity. Me personally, I find myself as a very confident human being, but I ain't got no hair. So what do you do? You wear hats. Can't read that well. So what do you do? Fucking do podcasts. <laughs> so you don't have to write books. But 
even myself, do those things affect me the same way they would affect somebody else? Not really. I don't need to have a hat on because I'm worried about somebody calling me baldy, or I don't need to read every word perfectly because I'm afraid somebody's gonna make fun of me about it. If anything, if somebody says something about being bald or how I can't read, I laugh at it because I'm confident enough to where I don't really give a fuck about somebody else's opinion. But every single person, even the most confident man, has some type of little insecurity here and there. But if there's something worse, in my opinion, besides a soft man, it is an unconfident man. A man that has his shoulders slumped, that talks real low, uh, doesn't look somebody in the eye. These things are signs of weakness that people will take advantage of right away. You will never be as successful as you should be if you're not a confident human being. Look at, in every aspect of history, the most successful men on this planet, they're all extremely confident. I don't know too many insecure, unconfident human beings that anybody remembers or anybody even talks about when it comes to success. So you need to get over that quick. It isn't something that is just in you and you'll never get it. You will get it once you find your avenue. So if you can find what you're extremely good at, you will find a whole bunch of confidence next to that. So you hear it all the time. There's this athlete out there, can't read, can't spell, not strong in that aspect, but he's an amazing athlete. And all he's ever done is been told about how amazing an athlete he is, extremely confident. Floyd Mayweather cannot read or spell that well, but is extremely rich and extremely confident. Bill Gates doesn't look like shit. You get him in a sports arena, I bet you he's very unconfident. But if you get him in his lane, the most confident man, very rich, very confident. So you have to find your lane in which you are the most effective, most efficient at. And then when you do that, you'll notice your confidence raises. When your confidence raises, then your dollars raise as well. So confidence to me is key when it just becomes, in the sense of becoming successful. If you want those things, if you want a good woman, if you want a good family, you want a good household, you have to be confident. Once again, with clients that I've met, men and women, in the years of me doing my job, when their significant other is not confident, what is the number one trait that they find the most attractive? A confident man. So if somebody either leaves their significant other or cheats on their significant other, just notice that that confidence probably isn't there on the other side, and it hits them in the bedroom where they are very vanilla. They're not doing or listening to what their partner wants and the sex is weak or the sex is lack thereof because like I said, they're unconfident in their body. So they wear a shirt. That's fucking, uh, we'll dry up some puss real quick. Uh, they don't want to try new things. They don't want to have fun. That's very unfun. Like the confidence is in there. So when somebody is confident or confident, sex oozes out of them and then people meld together and they have all this fun so it'll affect you that way it'll affect you when you guys go out once again if you're not confident and your shoulders are slumped people will see that people will try to take advantage of you they'll either try to take advantage of you by talking shit directly to you they'll talk shit to your significant other they'll talk shit to your kids and if you do nothing about it then your stock drops the men that do shit about it their stock rises just understand that it may not be happening now. You may think I'm bullshitting, but guess what? There will be a time in your life 
where if you do not change, if you don't get tough, if you don't get confident, it is going to hit you strong and that shit is just going to decrease and life is going to suck. I've seen it too many times for you to tell me that that's not what it is. Next one. Control of their emotions. That is huge. Nobody likes sporadic people when it comes to their emotions. Either yelling too much, either crying too much, either eh, laughing's good, but more or less the yelling and the crying. If you're doing one or the other, you're not confident, and you're probably not that tough either. If you're sitting there yelling with your arms out, like, yeah, hey, I'll fight any motherfucker in here, that guy usually gets the shit kicked out of him in most situations. If you're sitting there crying all the time, you don't even think about fighting that way. So that guy is soft as well. When you can control your emotions and be able to handle really tough situations at an even pace, people gravitate towards you. They want to be around you because you can think and you can react with a clear mind. When you can think and react with a clear mind, more often than not, you're extremely confident and you're extremely tough. Because you can handle these situations. These situations aren't getting outside of your realm. So you know, hey, I got this. Or at least I got enough to where you guys can get away. And then I'll handle what happens after that. So controlling your emotions is key. Relationships that do horribly are two types. There two. There you go. This way, that's four. But it's two. Number one. Relationships where the both parties are yelling constantly or one party is yelling constantly. If you're a man and you're constantly yelling at your kids or you're constantly yelling at your wife or you're constantly yelling at your family members, you're distancing the most important people in your life. And you'll find yourself once again alone, sad, unconfident, depressed. Where if you And it just shows me you can't hold your emotions down. Any little thing's going to piss somebody off. Nobody wants to be around you. Nobody wants to talk with you. But if you can harness your aggression and use your words properly and only yell when you need to yell, because there are times where you need to yell. There are times where it boils up inside and sometimes just getting it all out in a constructive manner where you also allow the other person to yell back at you. And you guys get that all out and then just know how to set, step back, take a couple hours away from each other, take a day maybe away from each other, take a big deep breath, come back together and not yell again and actually talk it out and have a conversation, then you're on the right track. Sadness, same thing. It is okay to cry. Don't get it twisted. As a man, a true man, you should be able to cry, but you need to control your emotions. Find the right opportunities to cry when it's really something of importance because if you're always crying and somebody cannot talk to you because of your sadness you're going to dead their emotions and they don't want to be around you so same exact thing two polar opposites but with the same result people don't want to be around it so know how to toughen up you know how you toughen up and don't cry as much get out there and live if i've noticed this people that have not been through some real shit tend to cry so easily and people that have really been through the meat grinder, their emotions don't come out as much. So if you find yourself overly crying or if you find yourself constantly sad, then the best thing you can possibly do is get your shoes on and go the fuck outside and start living a little bit. Start figuring out what is truly sad and what is not. Your relationship will work way better. 
you guys, same thing. You can either cry together, take a couple of hours, take a day off, come back together and talk it out, or you could cry, they could cry, you guys understand that this doesn't happen that often, they can console you, you can console them, and you can move on with your relationship. But too much is just never a good thing. So controlling your emotions are huge. This one hits me hard. You have to be down for your fucking circle. What is your circle? The most important people around you. Family, friends, significant others, children, all that shit. You need to be down for these motherfuckers all the way to the end. I come from a family of people that are extremely down. If you call them and you really need them, they will drop everything and be there. There is nothing that will draw you closer than that feeling. I've seen families that got crazy dough. That money on top of money, cars, houses, and would slit their fucking family member or their significant other's throat like that for another million. They got 10, but they want 11. They'll cut your throat and kick you down the fucking stairs just to get it. They don't have your back. They'll sell you out. All that shit happens all day, every day. I came from a more modest family. And I noticed we had each other's backs because we went through some real shit and we would never sell the other one out for money, X, Y, and Z, everything else. So I think being down for your circle is huge. And that is a trait, once again, that you can learn. It doesn't have to just be in you. It works just like this. Figure out who's the most important in your life and value the shit out of them. That doesn't mean buy them a bunch of stuff. That doesn't mean texting them I love you all the time. That means when they call you or when they really, really need you, you're always there. When you do that, it resonates and bleeds into them. So they know when you call them or when you really need them, they're there. And they can pass that on. That being down for somebody trait is the most important thing when it comes to being a, a man, being successful. It teaches the people around you how to be. You need to be like that first and foremost because then you can teach everybody else how to be like that. If you're not like that and the man is the pillar of the house that people look up to, then they will be like how you are. So if you're snaky or if you're somebody that's ready to stab somebody in the back or if you're ready to snitch, then the people around you will be the same exact way. So it's not too late. You can work on it. Just be down. Be there for people when they need you. And that is a trait that will help your household and help just everybody around you. Number five, be the shoulder your circle can lean on. When people are leaning on you, it's not easy. It's a lot. There are a lot of people. It's not just one usually. If you are the pillar of the household or if you are that dude, there's a lot of people that lean on you. And you need to be mentally and physically strong enough to handle it. My dad is hands down one of the strongest human beings that I've ever met in my life. He never cracks. He never wavers. This man works a construction job. He should be retired, but he's still cranking it out. 4.30 in the morning, 4 o'clock in the evening. Every single day for as long as I've been alive. Never complains, never sits there and asks for help, just does, does, does. And when somebody calls him, he's there like that. 
He works a hard job, day off. Most people want to relax. He will call, be at your house, help you with whatever you need. These are the men that I was raised by. These are the men that I look up to. These are the pillars in which I need to be like to truly be a man. And if there's one thing that was the most important to me is I've watched other men handle smaller situations like boys because they didn't reach the status in which he reached. You need to hit certain pillars in your life or what you do is you end up regressing. So if, for example, you have your teens and you have your 20s to figure yourself out. Once you've gotten into your younger 30s, now it's time to settle down. Once you have settled down and you could figure out who you are as that man, then it's time to have children. So now you could have enough energy to pass on to them how they should be as young men and young women. Because all these traits don't just need to be taught to the boys, they also need to be taught to the girls because we need tough girls on this planet just as much as we need tough, confident boys on this planet. And my father was always able to do that. When horrible things happened to his individual life, family members passing away, things happening at the job, he would take two hours, three hours, maybe five hours, deal with it, with it himself. Next day, right back to it. Where other men that I've seen in my life would be crumbled for weeks, disheveled for weeks because they didn't hit those pillars of becoming a father, getting married, building something, and then going on from there. So what they end up doing is even if they're 30, 40, 50, and they're only at this stage of figuring themselves out, the regression ends up happening. So these are 50-year-old men with the mindset of a 20-year-old man where you're not hardened and you're not tough and you can't really show anybody how to truly be a man. So I think as a man, you need to hit those pillars at certain stages and look at men that are doing that. Because if you're looking at men that aren't hitting those pillars, then you'll end up in the same lane as them and you won't be as accomplished at the end of your life. Because accomplishments to me have nothing to do with your career, have nothing to do with your finances. It all ends up being how do your kids, your family members, your wife, your husband even, uh, your circle, how do they value you as a human being when you're on your deathbed? Do they care about you or are they waiting for you to pass so they can get that money? It's all up to you. So I would advise really taking that serious. So those are what I think it means to be a true man. Now, what is the definition of toxic masculinity? A set of attitudes and ways of behaving stereotypically associated with or expected of men, regarded as having a negative impact on men and on society as a whole. So that's the definition of it. What I look at it as is people that want to stereotype men and put them in a box because of what they've seen on TV, what they see on social media, but not necessarily what they experience. They might experience it once in every while, and then they'll go, well, that's toxic, toxic masculinity. Instead of giving the love to the shitload of times they've seen men behave in good ways. So it's never that. It's always that one or two times that you've seen a shitty version of a fucking dumbass man and you go, that's just how men are. That's toxic masculinity. Because you're categorizing and you're just putting men in a box. And then what ends up happening 
is you get, and no disrespect, ladies, this is just real. You get a whole bunch of women that have never, I've never been a woman. So I cannot really say how it is to be a woman and what women go through. But vice versa, y'all have never been men. So you really can't say what's going on with us and how we're moving on a daily basis. You could stereotype the same way we can stereotype you, but we choose not to. Good men choose not to. As a man myself, I choose not to. I take everybody as an individual. But toxic masculinity and the definition of it has gotten crazy. If you are a man that speaks your mind or if you're a man that is tough, is confident, there's a woman or man or child or whoever out there that could take it and twist it and go, well, you're a toxic man. There's toxic masculinity oozing all out of you. You need to be this way. Men out there, just listen to this. You need to be the way that you want to fucking be. Nobody can tell you how the fuck to be. The same way I can't tell a woman how to be, I can't tell a child how to be, they shouldn't be telling you shit. If you feel like you want to say this or you want to do this, do that shit and see what happens. If good things happen, it's probably the right thing to do. If bad things happen, it's probably the wrong thing to do. And the only way you'll find out is actually by doing and not by being scared of being labeled. Traits associated with toxic masculinity. I'm just going to go through all of them and give you what I think of all of them. Cockiness, misogynistic, homophobic, narcissistic, all horrible things. I'm not going to individually go into them, but cockiness, misogynistic, homophobic, narcissistic, shit traits. Women, there are men out there. There are a lot of men out there that are like that. Y'all are smart. You could see them a mile away. Y'all are more intuitive than us. So my best advice would be push away from those men. Push away from the bullshit, but then also don't label everybody in the same way. Just because you're cocky, which means that you cannot do. Cockiness is somebody that says but can't do. Don't associate that with somebody that's confident. Because confident, they can say and do. So understand the difference between the two. Misogynistic. There are men out there that will tear women down to build them up. There's a small group of men, in my opinion, when you take overall men that are like that. You need to know right away that that's exactly what they're doing and don't pay them any mind. Because the more you pay attention to somebody that is misogynistic, the more that you're putting fuel onto the fire and it just goes and goes and goes. Because that's what they want. They want a reaction. Don't give it to them. Keep it pushing. Homophobic. Same thing. If you are somebody that it bothers you that you see gay people doing what they're doing and living the way they want to live, then there's just more something wrong with you behind the scenes. If you could keep it pushing and not even trip, that shows me how confident you are. That shows me that you are a true man because you don't really give a shit about what anybody else is doing. You're so worried about what you're doing on your in your own life. So these traits are negative. Women, you're absolutely right. If you see men, they're heavily leaning into these traits, shit on them all day, every day. But do your homework and understand who's who and what's what and separating a joke from reality because us as men, we are stupid, we are goofy. So you might hear a joke that might not hit right with you. But if you understand it comes from a joke and somebody isn't trying to destroy anybody, then shut the fuck up. But if it's something that comes from hate, know how to differentiate and go at them. What perfect world thinkers misconstrued as toxic masculinity 
So there's people out there, like I said, that just think the world is fucking perfect and the world should move at a perfect rate and everybody should get paid the way everybody should get paid and everybody should play on the same teams and do all the same. It just doesn't work that way. Life does not run that way. It would be great if it did, but at the end of the day, it does not. And the one thing that I hate seeing that is not is toughness. Here's the easiest way I can destroy anybody's debate with toughness. Say you're in a dark alley. You have to walk through this dark alley. You are a man and you're with your woman. Or you are a woman and you're being walked with your man. And in that dark alley, somebody approaches you or a couple people approach you. And your man is quicker to run than you are. That's not good. Because you're not going to be safe. You're not going to feel safe. They're going to get hurt just as much as you're going to get hurt. And I don't see the benefits of that. In a perfect world, that would never happen. But like I said, the world isn't perfect. So what would somebody want in that moment? What would that woman want in that moment in which their man is sprinting down the dark alley, leaving them in the dust, and they're standing there by them, by themselves? They would want a tough man to be able to handle that situation. So you're always shit on as the tough man until the moment arises where you're needed. So in my opinion, anybody that's giving toughness a bad name, just realize that before you do shun toughness, ask yourself those questions. Would you really need it? And would you really want it in a time of need? If the answer is yes, then ease the fuck back on toughness. Second one, competitiveness. Jesus Christ, is competitiveness getting more and more lax as the decades go on? The perfect one is the trophy shit. Every kid getting a trophy at a young stage, and then later, because you're not doing anything, all you're doing is pacifying reality. Once again, the world isn't perfect. Not everybody wins, not everybody should get a trophy. But we are so worried about kids emotionally that we end up giving it to them and not realizing you're hurting them more emotionally by pacifying them all the way through. So if I'm constantly giving a child a trophy, what happens to that child when they're old enough to start going into the workforce? Do they walk around going, well, wait a minute. When I was a kid, everybody got a trophy and everybody won. So now since I'm looking for a job, shouldn't everybody get a job? Shouldn't everybody win? doesn't work that way. One person gets it. Same thing in these sports. Only one person wins and one person gets a trophy. That should motivate you to be better. The same way in the workforce. Only one per person more or more or less gets that job. That should motivate you to be better and work harder instead of make excuses. So when you're handing trophies off, all you're doing is making excuses. You should be able to teach kids at a very young stage how to be competitive and how to handle the emotions that come with it, win or lose. So don't shun competitiveness as much. Speaking of your mind, that one to me it's big. There's a lot of men. So it's wild. With young men nowadays, I see young men hush themselves around their chicks like they are getting beaten at home. It's fucking crazy. They don't speak their mind. They don't say how they really feel. Certain topics, especially nowadays when it comes to gender and when it comes to all this other shit, they don't speak on. And behind the scenes when the chicks aren't there and I talk to them, they have opinions on all of them. You don't need to be too boisterous. Everybody's gonna have your own opinion. 
you shouldn't try to sway your woman on your ideologies. They shouldn't shouldn't try to sway you on theirs. And if you're a man and you do not feel that you can speak your mind around your woman, then you need to get a new one or you need to reevaluate yourself or you need to set a different standard of what she should be okay with and what you should be okay with. Because if you cannot speak your mind, you are destroying your relationship and you don't even know it. Because when the relationship relationship gets further and further down the line, all that cute shit, the the holding the hands, the going on the Ferris wheel, the uh, holding your farts, all that shit goes out the window. And if you're creating this facade of your ideologies, as you get more tired, your real ideologies end up spilling out. And then your woman will look at you and go, man, I don't even know who the fuck you are. You used to say that you believe in this, this, and this, and now you're saying you believe in this, this, and this. Because you felt in the beginning you wanted to impress her, and you wanted to show her, oh, I'm progressive. I think the way you say what you think. It just don't work that way. Like I said, even these most progressive young men out here, when I talk to them on the sidebar when there's no chicks around, they sound just like men from every fucking other generation. So I would advise that. Ladies, ease up on judging their opinions. And men, stop worrying about being judged on what your opinion is. Because when you do do that, you find connection through your differences. Me and my wife personally have a lot of differences on a whole bunch of topics. But we find that we respect each other more just by having the balls and having the snatch to even speak it out loud and not worry about being judged or not feel like you have to be swayed and you have to agree because you guys are married so in relationships and that was before we even got married way before that we had very different opinions and we both respected them enough and moved forward i think personally it strengthens a relationship nowadays young men and young women need to realize it's okay to have conflict it's okay to disagree because all it's going to do is open your mind to really understand what the other side is thinking without worrying about having to be persuaded to think the same exact way. It just strengthens you. So don't don't dive away from the uncomfort of a topic that you might not agree with. Run towards it, understand it, and respect somebody off of it. With that being said, we're at the end of the episode. I hope there was some insight that you got from it. I hope there was some confidence and some toughness that you got from it. That's what I want to leave you with, is as a man, don't worry about being judged. If you know you're doing things on a positive tip and you're doing it for the right reasons, keep doing them. Because there's a lot of people that will have opinions about you. No matter if you think you're doing the exact right thing, there's going to be somebody out there that doesn't agree with it. Don't worry about that. If you agree with it and you wholeheartedly think it's right, then that is exactly what you should be doing with no questions asked. With that being said, I'm out. Peace.